Welcome to Have You Seen This Shit? First, first time. Live. Live. In person, in color. Broadcasting live from a subterranean, undisclosed location just outside of our nation's capital. I'm Jason Legit. Uh, I'm KJ Cheney. Hey, KJ. How you doing, bro? I'm all right. Right on, right on. Sweet. Uh, let's see. I got lots of brick dust. Oh, so, yeah, I heard, I definitely heard um, the chair, the chairs move. Like, the wheels, they came through pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're picking it up. I'm pretty sure we're... we're yeah, I mean, that, those are usually, you know, what I'm wondering is, I'm just going to do, like, a little thing where if I was a radio broadcaster and I was right here, this is how I can talk to the thing and have it show up. And now, this is where is a normal uh, speaking volume from what feels like the regular distance of sitting. Yeah. So, I mean, now we'll see the difference between those two sounds. Right. Play it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see the, uh, you know, the, the sound coming up there. I do see it. And uh, if it's loud, it's bigger. Because Max is like, it doesn't. Yeah. All right, so that wasn't Max, but. So okay, this so is, this is. That makes sense. Yeah. This is an interesting thing. When when something's being recorded, it's like quantum mechanics. It's like the moment you're looking at it, it changes, it collapses the wave function and turns it into a wave, wave to, to signal or whatever the distance is. So the moment we hit record, it, it, it fucks everything up. Is what I'm saying. Do you think that's yeah. do you think that that's that's something that's there or? So it's sort of like the double slit experiment that you're you're adding in um, uh, a point of observation. Yeah. And so it's making a difference in the product somehow, or in the result of whatever we're looking for. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I don't know. I, I always kind of thought that in that um, conversation, or I, I guess the problem of the observer. Was that we uh, inherently are observing, right? And so we can't step outside of it. So I'm wondering, by adding this third point of contact, the the, the record, um, whether so is that is that supposed to be that, that like one more place of observation that's making a difference? Like, because I know for a fact it's making a difference because. I'm thinking about what I'm saying while I'm saying it because I know it's being recorded. <laughs> so yeah. that, definitely that. So it's affecting uh, my my place as an observer that I know there's yet another observer. Yeah. So yeah. May, I mean, on some level, that's. <laughs> but I don't know that. So that sounds like my people might dismiss that as, um, oh well, that's just affecting me personally. But if I'm to be taken seriously as an observer in the experiment, then it's essentially affecting the experiment. Totally. Totally. It's all elements. It's all, you throw another element in the mix and it's going to change it from a fucking sugar to a alcohol or whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I do feel like um, on one level I haven't changed, but there's definitely something different out of the mic song. Yeah. Uh, uh, you get that a lot with freestyle, with, with uh, hip hop. Oh, I could never do it. Right? The moment you turn the microphone on to record yourself, <laughs> Jesus, it just changes it all, yeah. I was also yeah. thinking in front of people. <laughs> yes, oh, well, I mean, yeah. There was like a week where I was watching nothing but freestyle videos um, of like the, I don't know, the, I can't remember their names. So one guy's named Daylight, and there's, there's like a whole community of people that do it. And it's yeah. actually big in Canada. There's this whole, 
there's all these guys that get together and do it. And they they try to sell it like pay-per-view. They put it on TV and shit. It's actually kind of, and they sell tickets to it and stuff. So it's like a real deal thing. It's not like huge, obviously. But is that the, is this in Europe? Is it European? Well, I know there's a setup in Canada called King of the Dot, mm -hmm. and there's definitely some stuff going on here in the U.S. Yeah, I'm not totally sure about international. Sure, I don't really know. Sure, uh, but as I was watching them, I was kind of getting the sense of what freestyle was right now yeah. to these guys. And because of that, I would like sit there, and after it was off, I'd catch myself freestyling to myself. But that was in that sort of the same thing, that unobserved, in your own head um, kind of play. So all of a sudden you add anybody listening at all. Yeah. And that would have changed my vibe about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so why, you know, how is that different or how is that the same than the element of the observer in something like the double slit experiment? Right? Yeah. I hear you there. I, my, mind, my mind got lost thinking of, thinking of, um, cool or what are some cool freestyle clips you know what i mean like yeah. what are some oh man like who's, uh, who's the who's the dopest freestyler right now uh well i really like this dude daylight who's he's kind of he's, yeah. he's weird i like weird guys yeah. I like, like i'm always down for the dark horse yeah um i'm trying to think of the names chilla jones chilla jones chilla, jones. chilla. He's real good. That's dope, man. <laughs> Chill What up, son? Um, there was, there was a, I mean, there's kind of a lot. Um, I'm trying to remember, like, a specific battle. But I, I do remember, like, some of those, like, those two dudes that uh, battle where, uh, I'm trying to think. I've already forgot his name. Daylight. Right, so Daylight's on stage, and he's up against Chilla Jones. Chilla Jones is really good. But every time Daylight starts, he starts making these weird references, and people don't get it. I can't remember the lines, right? But the first line comes through and he says it real specifically. Like he's emphasizing words in a weird way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's trying to bring your attention to them. And a lot of the things he does is you don't really understand what he said until after the fact. Like you heard it and then you kind of got to break it down a little bit. Yeah. And half the time people don't like really get it. So people aren't really catching on at first. But then he's, at the end of the line he goes, MK, MK, MK. Like saying, sort of like um, that character from South Park. Okay. Yeah. Um, but what he's really doing, he's saying it every line, and it means M, K, and then you start hearing him say things like certain characters' name. Uh, well, basically, the references come down to Mortal Kombat. And then you Whoa. hear, and each line was several Mortal Kombat references. Like, uh, one of them was like, oh, man, he said something like, um, you thought you could come here and battle me, you must be on that Liu Kang, mm. and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so is he a battler, or is he a freestyler? I mean, no, is, is there, that's right. I'm sorry. Is there you another guy? Is he battling? Right? Absolutely right. I uh, I mixed the two up. This is all battle. So they uh, write this stuff down. That was my okay. mistake. This isn't actually uh, freestyle we're talking that's about. That's the, yeah, like with, with battlers, there's definitely some written shit. Yeah, I know. It's 100%. Yeah. yeah. And I think with really good, re really good rappers or whatever, they have a couple raps in their head and they know the beat structure. So if someone throws on a beat that's like within the range, of that rap they wrote, they can just fucking drop it. And it looks like yeah. some freestyle shit and they mm -hmm. blow people away. But I really think it's like, they got some written shit. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, there's, yeah. And there's no aspersions to it. And, and what I, the, all the clips I've seen, these guys kind of travel in different circles and they go to different, like King of the Dot is one set of dudes who run a thing where they put some of this on TV and they yeah. put it on the internet and they try to get people to buy their merchandise. And there's other places, there's places in California do the same thing. And those rappers kind of bounce around doing the same, uh, doing these different circuits. Sort of like 
you know, stand-up comedy or something. They're just sort of, they all know each other and they all on the stage at different times. But everything's written and there's no, there's no question about it. No, you know, there's no, I don't, and also I don't think anybody pretends that it's freestyle. So yeah. that was my mistake, like crossing wires there. Yeah, and now I realize that I'm talking about something different. So I actually haven't been. But yeah, because yeah, of that, yeah. because of watching that, I started seeing, I guess what I was really seeing was what the, well, I guess it's the most modern version of um, putting rhyme schemes together. So it's not like sometimes you just put rhyming words at the end of the line. But sometimes you put words and then you use the exact same word again knowing that there's two meanings like you know lots of words homograms that have different meanings for the same sounding or the same looking word or whatever and uh so you'll see that kind of thing so that's kind of what i was trying to build on <laughs> in my head and i was getting like i would go to parties on campus and um <laughs> i'd get drunk enough where i would just i would just start freestyling <laughs> like I'd, free, I'd be freestyling at people because they wouldn't really do it back <laughs> yeah yeah but i everyone like i started becoming a thing um where they kind of knew I was about to do it. I started doing it, and then I would try to get other people to do it, and they would do it. And it was more fun that way. Um, and everybody's a little embarrassed, but, like, I'm already terrible. It's just, like, they... Some of my friends are like, oh, that's good, that's clever. I'm like, not really. Like, I barely are putting these lines together. Like, nobody who does this recreationally would take it seriously. They would laugh out. But it was fun, and it was... I don't know what happened. I think I just stopped watching those videos, and so I stopped doing it or something. I, that reminds me of like freestyling was told to me that like back in the day in Brooklyn it, it wasn't like top of the like top of the head it wasn't just it was like guys that would practice some shit and then they would go down to the park and they called those freestyles they were like mm -hmm. shit that they shit that they had written and they would oh uh, yeah they would experiment with it in the park okay yeah well. and so like the whole top of the head thing is it's really a stream of consciousness it's like yeah. opening yourself up <clears throat> It's just yeah. whatever's gonna fly out. You see that? Um, it's an old documentary. I think it was probably made late nineties, early early turn of the century. I've seen a, seen a bunch I about hip hop. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. It's all it's, it's all about freestyling. It's mostly about uh, New York freestyling. I think it kind of to see it. That sounds dope. At the end, it sort of centralizes on this guy uh, Supernat, mm -hmm. who was sort of just notorious for slaying dudes in the in the in public like ciphers would show up wherever the guys are hanging out and he would just style people out and then there of course there's all these shows people would show up to and then oh, who was it I think it was uh, I think it was KRS-One like beat him in public probably and, he's such a beast right and it was just that, <laughs> like he it was basically it was such a dominant player it was like um, like you never thought Ronda Rousey was gonna lose or right, something. Right, 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 and then right. somebody comes comes with it yeah. And he had some stuff locked and loaded. Like, there was definitely some lines that he was ready with. Like, it was freestyle, and it went back and forth. But on that last round, there were certain things like, this was when um, Tyson had just gotten out of prison. Mm -hmm. And nobody knew that Supernat wasn't really from New York. Right. He was from someplace in Indiana. So he had the last line. He's like, why don't you go back to Indiana and get Tyson out to slam him? Oh, and, like, people just went off. Ah! Because, like, you insulted him, and you used a, a modern reference. So it sounded like it was off the top and everything. Um, and he, and basically everyone was just all about you know and not only that but it, it, people wanted to root for the underdog I think sure yeah, everybody knew who he was everybody knew who both of them were but Karras one was actually putting albums together and stuff so it was it was pretty incredible for them to watch that I guess yeah he evidently was like Nas had like one like the west side of New York 
borough area, yeah. and then KRS-One's crew had the other side. Okay. And that's that was a major part in hip-hop, was just these uh, two yeah, crews, yeah. you know. Yeah. What a crazy time to be around, but just, we were close. I mean, you know, it was in Maryland, and we were, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? But to be on the East Coast, and all that shit happened. And that, punk rock, break dancing, yeah. graffiti, all that shit came out like 1980, yeah. 79, 80. That stuff just, it just bloomed. Out of this experiment, I kind of wish New York I was, City. If I was if I was born in this area, it would have been pretty dark. Um, yeah, but how crazy is that though? It's like it's like, what well, the '60s Woodstock consciousness acids going around the fucking CIA. Yeah. Everybody's you know everybody's getting dosed. <laughs> fucking brown, brown acid and hot dogs. Yeah, and then and then it sort of dies off, and the '70s are dirty, and there's some revolutionaries and shit, and disco yeah. happened. <laughs> fucking hip hop. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, I mean, yeah, I mean okay, that's, I see it. it's I see a rhythm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. that's a, that's a creative it's a, like rhythm. A pulse. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was the next thing, and mm-hmm. it produced the 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 most powerful form of art, which I think yeah, is graffiti. Yeah. I think graffiti is just unstoppable. Mm-hmm. It exploded across the planet. Yeah. It did, and it started. It started yeah. there. You, can, much. you can't stop I mean, it. <laughs> you can you can really say graffiti is like. It goes as far back as you want time to go, but we're talking about kids, Muralists, kids with spray cans, fucking spray paint, putting yeah. crazy shit on the wall. Yes, and, uh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm not and, talking about the dude at the, at yeah. the pyramids writing his name on <laughs> no, the wall. The caveman <laughs> spitting the pigment on the wall. His hands yeah, probably the oldest form of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was here. Yeah, no, that, that's not what we're talking about. Um, that shit is amazing too. What? Well, you had said something about hip hop exploding. I just thought about that and how. I mean, it's actually it's never really gone away, which is kind of cool. It's still here. Like, yeah. hip-hop is still huge. Yeah. And I don't think it's going anywhere. But it kind of had to struggle through it. Like, it wasn't a flash of the pan. Like, it was huge. But, like, in a way, I think if you look at the country as a whole, it was, <coughs> like, a somewhat not respected genre of music in a way. Right. Like, it definitely has its fans, and it's got its awards, and people look up to it, especially now. Uh, but at the time, when you have... I, I mean, to put it in the simplest way, it seems like poor black people try to make their own thing and then the majority of America is somehow always fighting it like even when it's big and even when they're selling millions of albums you still got like angry white Republicans that are like don't let your kids listen to it but that happened with rock music too but the thing is it seems to like it doesn't affect it as much and right now it's like a totally different thing like right now you look at people like Kendrick Lamar and whoever I mean it's just it's hard you know, and it always has been, but like it's just it's it's not slowing down. It doesn't. It's not stagnant. You know. It, yeah. It's amazing. Seventy percent of hip hop. I read somewhere seventy percent of hip hop was marketed towards white youth mm-hmm. when we were growing up. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? I think that who I mean, was buying the records, right? I mean, yeah. rich white kids were were, were paying yeah. for the for the commercialization of of uh, the urban. It's just I like fucking so. Elvis. Elvis. Stole rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, just, yeah, come yeah, on, he yeah. took that shit from the brothers. Yeah. I mean, that was appropriation. Yeah. See, what Eminem did was like different. He just dove into the deep end, and nobody was ready for that. He didn't steal it. Nobody. You no, know, he just yeah. he just went to where it is and he started doing it. His fucking it, sound know? when he came. I mean, he was. I'm Slim yeah. Shady. What was it? it was it? Was it? What was the song like? That was a big one. I'm Slim Shady, one. and I'm just well. The first the, one he came the out. Real Slim Shady. Was it? Wasn't that his first thing? Stand up. That was one of them. I don't know if it was the first one. That was a pretty big one, though. It was, like was the first one, yeah, that I heard. I mean, I was I was in California, and I remember going like, "Who, I, who the fuck?" <laughs> I thought he was black. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. then like I saw the video, I'm like, "What?" Yeah, he's still enormous too. I don't like obviously not super. 
that Rap God song is fucking ridiculous. I actually haven't listened to oh, any of these made probably good, since. <laughs> good gracious. I mean, you know, I'm not going to give the guy any fucking airtime because he doesn't need it, but that song is fucking yeah. ridiculous. I was yeah. just going to say, I, when I was watching those style videos, I had come across uh, him. I mean, it was obviously written, but it was something acapella, and he was just in a place and it was really good and it was high energy yeah. and uh, there was no music and it was just because he wanted to make it that way, you know? So it was like a music video where the, the camera's panning around and he's doing his thing but there was no music. Yeah. It wasn't for a record or anything. He just wanted to make it. And I was like, damn, that was good. <laughs> I can't remember any of the lines but it was really awesome. Yeah. It's a little cold, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. You, you want to take a break and get some, get some clothes on? Okay. Yeah? Good idea. All right, welcome back. Uh, we just took a little break, and uh, we're just getting the bugs out and figuring everything out about how this shit works. I was thinking um, we could put on uh, something if you think of a, a video that's cool or something like that. Well, what we <clears throat> oh, will that um, will that track into the audio? Yeah, I mean, if you play something, yeah, because we're coming out of the speaker, and then the speak it'll it'll pick up on the mic. It's not going to be great. Okay, yeah, I see what you're it's not going to be great, but in the future, and we'll see how it sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a um, a fly by the seat of our pants podcast episode. There's no preamble. There's no figuring stuff. It's figuring it out on the spot. Right. <clears throat> Which is how I like to do it. Yeah. So, so let's uh, let's talk about what you made yourself over the break. Yeah. What you got going on over there. <laughs> so I've been, I've I've had this, this box rice. I made a box of rice right. like a week ago, and uh, this is the final. It's lasted this long. So three meals and one box of rice. That's not bad. Uh, half a yellow bell pepper, kale, and a piece of garlic bread. You know. And I've accentuated the flavors by hot saucing it up. Yeah. Mmm. Right. Mmm. I, uh, I don't mess with bell peppers a lot because they're like usually a buck a piece. <laughs> and it feels like they don't have enough calories for me to worth it. So every time I see them, I'm just like, eh, no. You're ripping me off, you fucking bell peppers. They don't pepper. taste like any either. I like those sweet peppers I got. Yeah. Because, I don't know, they're probably not much cheaper or anything by weight, but <clears throat> they got a flavor to them. I, on the other hand, went with a smoothie. I got an apple, a pear, a mm. banana, a uh, cucumber, and basically whatever I had, because I couldn't, I couldn't make a kale shake I wanted. Yeah. An amount of all that other stuff. <clears throat> uh, so it's just a mishmash, but it's got tons of sugar, so it tastes all right. <laughs> and I made this grain breakfast bar. It's stuck together with baked peanut butter and agave syrup, but it's mostly grains, mm. almonds. Sesame seeds and cranberries. Yeah. It's way cheaper than buying a, a bar from whatever. I got the I got the recipe from the book, but I got the tip from all the way around. <coughs> oh damn! It was a hot bite. Right there, it was a hot bite. Oh yeah. That was some hidden heat in the in the base of the bowl there. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't ready. Yeah. I wasn't ready for that action. <clears throat> mm. <laughs> I love everything Alton Brown does. I think he breaks it down and makes it simple. Who is it? Alton Brown, you ever heard of him? Mm. He's a Food Network guy. Yeah. And he's got good tips on pretty much everything. Yeah. He can, uh, he's got a tip on how to make a, a tandoori pot. 
a tandoori like oven mm. out of a big clay flower pot. Whoa. Yeah, it's dope. That's like uh, something that you use in your kitchen? Well, you'd have to go outside, I think, because oh. you need coals and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, you could do it. And he was like, don't buy energy bars because you can make them at home pretty much with all the good ingredients and none of the preservatives for way cheaper. Oh. And there you go. You know, and so I started doing that. How many calories are in a bar? That is a great question because I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's a lot. These are pretty dense. Right. Um, but I also think the sugar is a lot lower because the only thing I got, I do have agave and peanut butter, but throughout the whole 10 servings it makes or whatever, I don't think it's all that much. Yeah. But anyway, I haven't figured it out yet. Anyway, this is filler talk because we were looking for something. What were we doing? I don't know. Well, I was, well, I mean, the whole, the whole name of the show is, um, have you seen this shit? Right. You know, and, uh, maybe the first inaugural, have you seen this shit? Have you seen this shit? Know, right here, this pop about. star shit? No. Have you seen this shit? Oh, Not at all. Fuck. Let's, let's <clears> is it a movie? It. Okay, where to start? Ever since I was born, I love music. Hold up, bitches. We need to figure out how to fucking full screen that hoe. Because if we ain't getting no full screen up in this, life is going to be crazy. I love music. As soon as I hear it, I started a band. Right away, you know. Sorry, fellas. We're trying, we're trying to find the... Uh, Restricted trailer here because it said something about check out the restricted trailer. See, watch that. Yeah, see, I'm not trying to see any PG uh, shit. Oh, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. You want that Red Band trailer? I want life in full vivid HD. Uh, my fans and me, we're in love. Uh, what the fuck is the matter with you? <laughs> The stage is where we Oh. Connor, for real, is actually saved in the record industry. Connor's hot. You didn't see him insane. You know, he's the star. Is that Usher? This guy right here, he's going to make it big. <laughs> so I'm waiting for the joke to come. <laughs> currently is 32 people on this personal payroll. Sure, Connor surrounds himself with people who are agreeable. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, it did not go in. <laughs> All my woodwork is kind of my passion. This one's a mask. Still me. Justin Bieber's got his believers, and I've got my confidants. Best fans in the biz. It's kind of a perfect job for me, but my favorite free time thing is flatlining. Oh, wow. I shit my pants. Not this time. I'd love to get Connor to the point where he's just kind of everywhere, like oxygen or gravity or clinical depression. He's just everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is just noise to them right now. I don't know what's going on. You know, no. Oh. To make me look dope. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. 
it's hard to it, it's uh it's it's really like my dream is always, it was like having conversations and being able to take the shit that you get in your head like when you're talking to somebody and you're like dude have you seen that fucking video because it's exactly what you're talking about so my dream is to is to talk about it and then to be like boom we have the video machine now right and uh, you know what's dope. So, What's dope? Yeah, anyway. So are you picturing maybe uh, <laughs> a video podcast? Oh, yeah. Most definitely. There's going to be cameras here, there. Yeah, the then, first thing I was then, thinking about was cameras. I was thinking, like, that's a good mounting place to have two facing this side of the table, facing that side of the table. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know what kind of cameras. That's a, dude, that's the hard thing. <clears throat> so I have... Um, I have my, my Nikon, but I don't think I can stream live with that. I don't think I can, like, hook it up directly and have it, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. It's more of a point and shoot. Like, it'll do, like, 20 minutes HD footage. Yeah. But it's, it's not set up to work. So I need to... Yeah, that's that's going to be kind of tough to do all that. To, I mean, because I, I don't know enough, but I'm guessing to do, like, stream and look up stuff uh, and do all that with, like, one laptop might be difficult. And you don't have a Jamie. <laughs> I don't Jamie, so. but <clears throat> I do think, you know, two cameras, and then in post, editing in what we're watching there. So, like, having something, okay. ha having well, a... Well, then, maybe ha you don't have to live stream if you're going to do post stuff, or do both. Do that in the YouTube channel? Yeah, I mean, maybe live stuff would come later, or... Yeah, maybe, yeah, okay. So, I mean, if you have video equipment, you could at least record... And put it out there, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and if it starts to catch it, then do it. You know? Well, I definitely would say that um, it seems like nothing that is super low fi catches. You gotta you gotta keep putting it into it until it look like it has to look good enough before it starts spreading. Yes. You know, it's not gonna look like shit spread and then you make it look better. But you know, that's rare. I mean, you know, we don't have a you know, it's hard to Yeah, I mean like Joe Rogan used to do it in his living room. But he's also Joe Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to say. It's uh it's definitely the guests. I have um I have I have two guests coming up, uh <clears throat> which is something to look forward to. And they uh they're gonna re remain nameless at this point. Oh, okay. I mean why though? I don't know. There's this thing about me like I always like I wanna play it close because I met this shady fucking guy when I was like twenty five years old. He lived with me. I, I let him live on my porch in Hawaii. He kind of just came out of nowhere, kind of like sulked in, you know, fucking snake in the garden. And yeah. he just, uh, he just took a, you know, came in and he made you want to be around him. And I'm like, dude, well, let me help you out. <laughs> you know, come live on my porch. And uh, you said that to him? Yeah, like, like within like within like a day of meeting the guy, like I wanted the, I was like, dude, I want to help you out. I want you because the dude was fucking smooth as shit. He was a hustler, man. Yeah. And. uh just within within a short amount of time, I, I realized this hustleness and learned a lot of shit. And and I realized that I was I was putting out everything and anything I knew was coming out. I, I wasn't holding anything back for myself, so I made myself very easily manipulatable. Mm -hmm. yeah. Made myself manipulatable, and you know, and um, I learned a lot. So like nowadays, I definitely don't want to always come out there with <clears throat> what's coming up next. You know what I mean? You know, yes. Yeah. You know, it's it's like learning when when to let it out, when not to let it out. 
Yeah, I think I was talking about that before at one point. I was telling you. Excuse me. I just, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think the same same kind of thing. I think I can relate to that. Yeah. Also, I was going to say, that sweater, it looks like, like a bad Christmas sweater, but it's too good to be a bad one. That's what it looks like. <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have to wear this sweater again once we get the video feed up. Yeah. But that was the video feed. I mean, the, the reason I set this up like this is because of the video. Like, I thought, I mean, I thought a lot about angles and what the viewer will look at, you know, what they'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they'll, uh, this is a great spot, I think, for the people to be sitting because you can actually sit four or five pretty easy. Okay. Um, not that there's anything to look at. I mean, really, if you can't at all, which I don't think it matters all that much, uh, but you could do like a curtain thing all the way around if you wanted it to be like. I like whatever. the brick. Yeah, I it doesn't really matter. I, what, dig, I, I dig the old brick. I yeah, think it's I don't fucking think there's cool. anything wrong. One of the things is that it's like dark to the point where like, the, the fall off from yeah. here is, is kind of, I mean, it's significant. You know, it just gets dimmer and dimmer within feet. Uh, so, yeah, lighting is a thing. <laughs> yeah, on, uh, on, on Rogan. He's got like these blue and green lights in the back. Yeah. He's got good lighting. You know, and I, I definitely want to mimic that. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen a couple of different spots for him. It's. Uh, yeah, yeah. He had, like he's he's yeah. moved to offices. Yeah. yeah, and one of them used to have like a lot of lights. Now it's kind of like it's like a brick wall behind him. I, you know, when they do it at the ice house. No, they video recorded his at you know, the ice house. Oh yeah. Like he's just in the back of the ice house. Mm. Totally different spot. And. Uh, I hope I'm right. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's right. And it's so weird. Like, I don't know. Is that just an office and he brings all his stuff? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Or they're already set up. Maybe they're already just set up. I'd imagine at this point that guy can just kind of snap his fingers. Like, yeah, What else? What other podcasts got on, on, uh, on lock? Radio Lab. Radio Lab. Yep. And got that one after you Loving Radio. Love and radio is fucking ridiculous. They only, they only come out like every month, once a month maybe. <clears throat> love and, and radio. Love and radio. Yeah, it's really good. And then um, I don't listen to it much, but uh, Ted Ted podcasts. Oh yeah. I just oh um, the one I just heard about that I want to check out is uh, Gilbert Gottfried's podcast where he has people on and they just talk about movies. Nice. Yeah, I heard it was hilarious, but I don't know if I haven't actually listened to it. Having like subject specific <clears throat> yeah. stuff could be cool. I uh, I saw a thing where Kevin Smith has like a setup where he puts out like five podcasts a week. Mm. Yeah, they're all different. Like I don't think he's always on them. Like I think he has sort of they're like staffed. Isn't that what Red Band does? Like Red Band, like kind of is like he's like a provider of podcasts or something. I don't yeah, know. He has something. Them. He has something to do with the network. Mm -hmm. of them and I know he's got a couple that he um, puts out I know he had that one with I can't remember her name but it was it's a porn star friend of his yeah and they, they have a podcast together podcast <laughs> but it's really just a I don't know it's just it's about nothing a lot of podcasts are like that really, I mean this one seems to be kind of like that just a conversation <laughs> I I really am, building yeah. Anything, yeah. I'm under the impression that there are human beings that just want to hear other human beings talk about something. And they're looking for it, and they'll find it, you know? I, I think 
when, yeah, you put that up against uh, things like Twitch, people watching other people play video games and talking about it. You know, I mean, they could just play it themselves, but that's not the same. <laughs> they get to watch people play. So this other thing is, is listening to people bullshit. And this is, I got ones like that. Like, I like your mom's house podcast, which uh, Tom Segura, mm-hmm. his wife, Ooh. Christina P. Ooh. It's good. They, um, they, <laughs> they bullshit, but then it's like, it's like whenever I want my brain to take a break and not really think about shit, because Joe Rogan's and Duncan Trussell's are always pretty heavy, kind of. Um, not super heavy or whatever, but they're, you know, they talk about whatever. And this one, they listen to, like, internet clips and, like, make fun of them. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, they have, like, a soundboard <laughs> they make. They have all recorded, like, recorded jokes and stuff. Uh, I like those. I like... I like, like Segura on, on Rogan. Yeah. Segura and Rogan together is a good combo. Yeah. They're funny. Yeah. They're real funny. I just... I have so many conversations that I really enjoy. And I want to just have them and then put them out there because like I'll be having these conversations with my friends and I'm like fuck I wish people could hear what we're saying right now it's so cool yeah that's the whole point well you know they're good I mean they, they pop up those conversations pop where, wherever right but it's hard to shuff, to, to usher them down yes. into your podcast so yeah. you probably come with topics right yeah my uh, ideas now well I'm thinking people I'm like I'm I got I have uh, a local artist who's who has a lot to say, uh, and he's he's a, he's a badass artist. And then I have a guy I do jujitsu with who has a blog with like two hundred thousand followers on his blog, mm-hmm. and and I want to get him down here. Yeah, I'm talking to him. And and it's just it's it's fucking that. That's all it is. Like like cool people I meet come down here. Let's fucking talk. Like your buddies from St. John's, fucking come down here. Let's talk. Yeah. That was a good, that was a great conversation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you walk away from these conversations and you're like, I feel fucking awesome. Yeah. And well, uh, yeah, they're awesome. Uh, Excuse me. <laughs> well, I guess it would actually be weird. Okay, first of all, I, burping is okay as long as you say, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I burped before I didn't say anything. I'm so rude about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, um, yeah, I was thinking for a second, I was thinking, well, that's why you should get a portable recorder. But then I'm like, yeah, that's weird. You just have a random conversation with people. Hey, by the way, I'm going to record it. Like, Dude, uh, what? Do you get that when you bring up the phone to, like, take a picture or something? Like, it changes, again, elements uh, yeah, observation. Yeah, I kind of hate it. I get all self-conscious when people yeah. pull it out on me. I'm like, mm, yeah, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I, I don't take many pictures of my phone because I kind of feel that way. I was rapping with a guy. it takes, for some reason, I can't get to it in less than 30 seconds. yeah. I was I was freestyling with a guy that we know, and and just he just started recording me, oh, yeah. and like and, and kind of sneaky like you know like but I knew it, and yeah. so like after that I was like dude are you recording me yeah like fucking delete that shit like yeah well yeah. I don't know maybe he just thought it was a jam and he would be cool with it. you know that was that's where it was it was totally cool you know what I mean and and I in hindsight I actually felt bad. By by calling them out, yeah, which, I mean, is, which is great. I don't yeah. know that saying something would have been something, but yeah, going like I don't want that. I mean, it's your choice, man. I, I think you're totally free to tell somebody like I don't want to be recorded, you know. After, yeah, after yeah. Or otherwise, but 
you know, it's it's up to you. But the thing is, like, I do want to be recorded. It's yeah, so I do understand yeah. the conflict. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a desire to, to put your shit out there. What it was was I knew a girl. Uh, her name's Snow, and she's like, she's a sick ass MC. Cool. And a while ago, she was like, you know, I'm I'm done recording for free. And that was her thing. Because, you know, people are like, oh. like, I want to get you over here, let's record some shit. Uh, and she's yeah, like, I'm yeah. done just putting my voice out on people's yeah. shit. <clears throat> yeah, I've, I've, I've heard that time and time again that that's just a trap for anybody. And not specifically that industry, but like everybody who's like willing to, like photography is a thing that because digital cameras are so ubiquitous and everyone thinks they're a photographer, that people can get away with not paying you for work on whatever level and it's true people do do like think oh well i'm not i'm not a professional so maybe i'll just do this for free or whatever and that happened that actually happened to my dad decades ago uh when my uncle got married um and it was it was weird like he almost didn't get paid but i think he did because my mom like you know it was it was my mom's brother so she had said something to him but it was something like that i was like the guy was just, I don't say I don't want to put too much out there, but <laughs> yeah. he was basically, it was kind of like, well, you know, you're my brother-in-law, so we'd like to, I, he asked him first because he was a photographer at the time, and um, I don't know, it was it was something, well, I guess I can't really describe it exactly because I wasn't there. We basically said, like, it kind of came down to a verbal agreement, and my dad was never really going to be pushy about it because it really, like, it was kind of not a big deal, but he had shot professionally, but mostly he developed and um, I think it was just to avoid confrontation. He wasn't really going to say much, and he got a little bit out of it, but he could have got, like, a regular price, maybe, like, a little lower. Like, I can understand, as a wedding photographer, chopping a couple hundred dollars off for somebody you know, but we're still talking about thousands of dollars to shoot a wedding. I mean, it's a, it's a long process. Yeah. I mean, even now with digital, it's you got to get up. You're spending, you're spending 24 hours taking pictures. Yeah. You get up early. You get up, everybody get dressed. Then you're there. I mean, not literally 24 hours, but well over 12. <laughs> and then you're there at the reception, and they don't want you to go because they always got some stupid picture they want you to take. <laughs> Fucking pressure, too. <laughs> you was, got you got to do it good. Yeah, you know? I, I was second shooter on a wedding once, and it was a lot of fun. I actually, I did that, uh, pretty sure I did that for free, and that was kind of like one of those little mistakes. Yeah. You know, I didn't really realize I shouldn't do that. And it was a buddy, so it kind of all came together like that, where it was like a friend of mine, and I kind of just said to him, like, listen, I'll, I'll do it for free for the experience. And maybe one time might be all right, but I should never do that again, you know. After I mean, once you can already say I have one under my belt, you should never, you know. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I don't know how singing is or putting your voice down uh, or being an MC like your friend. Uh, Rogan, you know, Rogan was saying something about the other day about uh, <clears throat> life happens on this planet, and, and we don't know if life happens anywhere or fucking else in the universe. Mm-hmm. This might be really fucking rare. I mean, it, it, there is a possibility that what we're experiencing right now is super fucking unique. And to be a living being that can express themselves and be creative in the universe could be worth a fucking billion dollars an hour. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, did you hear that? Yeah. And it really, it's like, it's like we're settling or whatever for, for however much we're getting paid for our jobs. But it's like, fuck. This whole, you know? <laughs> It could be worth a fuck lot, and it could be worth nothing. But it made me think about what I'm worth, and um, and what I did. So I fucking went. I went to my boss, dude. Like after I heard that shit, I went to my boss, and I was like, "Hey, man, think about hiking the Appalachian Trail." 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to leave in about two weeks, dude. I'm gonna have to, to do this. Yeah. And he's like, Oh. Alright. And then later on that day I was like, you know, I just I just wanna know what I'm worth in this company. Right? And he's like he's like, Come back, you know, on Monday and we'll, we'll talk. Yeah. And boom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how long have you been working there? Um uh, I mean you don't have to three months? No, no, no. Three months? Yeah, uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's, actually, that's probably more reasonable than I originally thought. For some reason, I thought I was working there, but, yeah, one quarter, that's reasonable to start, like, at least evaluating yourself. Yeah, <clears throat> like, hey, what am I worth? If not, I got, I got a place to go. Yeah. You know, I got yeah, something to do. Yeah, there you go, yeah, yeah, you made it, it's not an ultimatum. No, it's, it's uh, a, hey, this is the direction I'm going, unless you're yeah. going to give me another option. Yeah, unless you need it that bad, I can, I can do yeah. something for you. <laughs> yeah. So, you think about really doing the 18? Uh, I don't, I don't have, okay. docket. I don't have like a yearning. Reason. Like some guys are like, yeah, I knew a guy. Yeah. Tommy Schwader. Oh, I don't know if I should have said that, but he is a buddy and he did the whole goddamn thing. Sure. Sure. Who am I fucking like? Right? Every once in a while, he would post these pictures of him just on the trail. Like every couple right. of weeks, they just, a batch of pictures would show up and we'd all remember, oh, Tommy's on the fucking AT. Yeah. I remember when he was talking to me about it. Yeah. He was like a manager at a hardware store. He just fucking quit. Did yeah. the AT. So yeah, he's a guy who was like, oh, uh, I hear, I hear you, man. And I met dudes that have, that have through hiked it. And, <clears throat> you know, I, before, before coming here, I hiked slash hitchhiked for five months mm. from Northern California to Southern Mexico. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like I've done, you know, like like it's, it's not a yearning for me anymore to like to live out of the backpack and to just be on the road. So I don't have this. I don't have this this thing. Right. You know? Okay. Yeah. 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 You know, on one I mean? hand, it makes it it makes it seem like it'd be easier, but at the same time, you've kind of already done it a little bit. Yeah. Like I I have no doubt in my mind that I could not that I could I have no doubt that I could through hike the AT. Okay. It's it just it doesn't seem like. <clears throat> this monumental task, you know, in, in my mind, it's not it's that months. I mean, yeah, six I months. You, it's it's six yeah. months. It's six months of fucking. You put on your bag, you hike 10, 15 miles a day. That's a normal walk, you know. And then you you put your bag down. I mean, yeah. I know that there's a lot. Of, there's people that probably ah, oh! <laughs> yeah. Fuck, fuck off, man. Like like I've done shit like that, you yeah. know. And uh, and I don't necessarily think that it's. I just don't think it's as, as monumental. Yeah. I think it's really natural. I think there's a real natural drive oh, see, I think to be nomadic like that. That, what you're talking about now, is yeah. the monumental state of it. It isn't that walking for so long is hard or something like that. Or, or camping outside every goddamn day and ruining your shoes is bad or getting blisters. I do it in shotguns. Sandals. Excellent. I'm doing it. If I'm doing it, I'm doing it in sandals. <laughs> so you have to take it up and not for yourself. You have to make it monumental in some way. But I think they, that a lot of people would see it and go, that's that's what's monumental. Is like, it's this, it's like uh, they have to do some sort of life transcendence. They have to change what they're doing and do this other thing, right? <clears throat> and you say that it's natural and they look at it like it's unnatural. Like yes. it's, oh my God, it's amazing that you yes. can do that. But what they're really saying without realizing is that it's amazing that you can be a natural human in the natural world for mm -hmm. several months yeah. you know obviously it's not literally living off the land but like walking <laughs> uh taking care of yourself looking at nature being out there all the time has this deep connection to where we come from and somehow going back to them in such a just a simple way 
hiking for months is monumental. Mm. And that's like they're getting over that hurdle, get, changing from the, the modern urban human into that. That's that's the monumental thing, not really hiking for 15, 10, 20 miles. Yeah. I, I agree with you. That the, I agree that, that there is this thought of the natural human being in like the natural environment, you know? Mm. But in, in, in all actuality, I think this is the natural environment. There's yeah. nothing more natural here than there is there. No, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. this is a bio. This is a biological happening. Yeah, yeah. I know. They're trying to escape it. Like you know? one thing that's like, I would argue that it's true. You can't really escape nature because essentially everything's from out, like coming out of the earth from the universe. That's natural. So right? if that's natural, it's gotta be natural, right? The microphone's natural. Everything's natural. Everything's because um, like yeah, it's not how like how in what way do they mean unnatural? But I would I would argue that it, some things we do go against our nature in a way like <clears throat> people live lives where they sit on their asses for over 10 hours a day and that's really bad for their like it, their um they produce more insulin oh it's horrible it's horrible uh, yeah. it's terrible for your heart your cardiovascular system everything so there's a bunch of reasons not to sit down for 10 hours a day but uh, droves of people do it without really thinking about it and it's like nothing in there is i think technically unnatural nothing is somehow supernatural or unnatural it doesn't strip away nature but it goes against what a person's nature like inside their mm. dna cells what that nature is and clearly the body doesn't agree that sitting at a desk all day and then going home and sitting down and eating a bunch of bullshit is uh is what they're supposed to be doing in a way for some i don't, I don't know i think i think we create these environments for these people because well, they're, 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 that's their they're path. Not living, that's their life path. But they're not living the, the healthiest way that they could. Or no, but, but, but I'm not asking for Is the there anything in nature that says you're supposed to be the healthiest you're supposed to be? Well, the, my, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, but what I'm speaking from is uh, that I'm, my evidence for what I'm proposing is that the sign that your body is in good health is a way that it's, you're doing something to keep with its nature. Mm. You know, and I think... Um, so we're talking, I guess in a way we're talking about like what is good for you or something. And I'm saying that that, what is good for you comes from nature. Like what is, what is, what is in your nature? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I, I think people have gone to the forest for healing for thousands of years. People have retreated to the forest when times get bad in the cities and the villages for, since the beginning of time. And there is, there's healing in that, you know, I, and I, I heard too that like the monks would come down to the villages and, and say, Hey, this whole village idea that you guys have is not a good idea. You need to come back to, to go live in the woods here, you know? Yeah. So, I, but I can't, I can't escape the fact that when I look at a roadmap, it looks like, a, it looks like blood vessels and shit. You know, I think on a on a grand macro scale, it's just what part of the biological system do you want to be? What part of the, you know, do you want to be the, the freaking computer thing or be a lymphatic thing and scoot around and go check shit out? You know? Yeah, and you can choose. So what you're saying is that those things aren't digressions from nature. Yes, yes, you hit it right on the head. Yeah, and, yeah, and I I think I agree with that, but I also. I do think, and it doesn't really, I'm not, I'm saying but, but it doesn't really go against what you're saying, that there's moderation in all those avenues, you know, there's a way to stay on some sort of 
like, I don't know, maintain what seems naturally advantageous, naturally good, you know, wherever you go. I think there's, like, there's rhythms you can fall in, um, and if you're attuned to them, you can let them guide you. Like, um, like, for instance, like, like, like blood cells in my body somehow know that it's okay to scoot through the system and that they're going to get oxygen further down the line and they get it and they only take enough for three seconds or whatever and then three seconds later they're getting some more oxygen. And I think that like we also can do that. We can sort of fall into <coughs> some sort of rhythm where it's, we're okay, we know we're going to get taken care of and we just kind of scoot around. And uh, these rhythms can also, you can also go against them. And I think when people go against the natural rhythms, you can see it in their health. Mm-hmm. They fucking, they're out of the, they're out of the frequency. They're all fucked up. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You ever meet people twitching like, ah, ah. like, they look like they're fucking glitching. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, I've seen people that are like, ah, like they have like yeah. a glitch. Because <laughs> yeah. it's okay. What's wrong? Yeah. So what the fuck is that? That's just how I see it right now, though. How do you see it? That's what I see. I see that painting. Did you Did you get that? Was that down here? It was down here, man. Oh, that's awesome. Isn't it? Yeah. A couple of old ladies talking to each other. One of them saying, "I'm facing this way. She's facing that way." The other one saying, "What do you want from me?" I swear, I've been. I swear, I've been there and seen that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Been in Italy. Actually, I'm guessing. I don't know where. I thought it was. I mean, to me, I thought it was Mexico. You, the Ukraine? No, I don't know. <laughs> just making stuff up. Well, the donkey makes it seem like Mexico. <clears throat> Maybe it's Honduras. Again, I'm just, I'm just bullshit. Cause it's yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I feel like when I saw that painting, I felt like I felt like I've been there. Yeah. Uh, I like the tone. I like the color. Really, really cool. My um. Dude, so I heard St. John's, like, they just, they just, they have, uh, like, every two weeks or something, they have people, not like a choir, but like a, uh, people sing. Uh, well. People just break down. They kind of do it a lot. Yeah. They have every, the freshman chorus meets, I think, once a week. Maybe it's more. Mm-hmm. I think it, maybe it's like three times a week. Two or three times a week. Actually, no, that's their only music class, so it's got to be at least two times a week. Anyway, so they sing. Every day, usually in two passages. And uh, <coughs> the, I don't think the seniors have music. My class has music uh, once a week where we get together and sing. Um, and there's concerts put on every once in a while, but I'm not exactly sure when. There's different ones. Um, sometimes they just have it at like the end of the semester. They'll just have freshmen sing for some reason or whatever, and they have one on like. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know about the twice a week thing. I don't know. There's also clubs. There's like several courses on campus. It's a small school too. And there's like three. There's like an acapella group. And there's two there's two choirs. And uh, I think there's two choirs because there's one that's kinda like better than the other. Mm. If you don't make it into one, there's like a sub one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely like it like you know, yeah. you know when you're good at something. Right, yeah. People let you know. Like, okay, well, you, uh, yeah. well, if you've ever seen American Idol, there's a lot of people who don't get told. 
They know? don't. No. <laughs> but no, no, you're absolutely right. Anybody who's, um, uh, I don't know, watching themselves at all can usually get a sense of how they're doing. But I think, I'm, I'm actually just guessing that one's better than the other. Yeah. I do know that there are a high concentration of really good people in one of those groups. Yeah. But it also might be what they sing that people are interested in. But to be honest, it's pretty close to the same stuff. It's old. There's, old there's feedback in life, right? You do something, and then you get a response. You, you, you get that call and response. Yeah. 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 Make an action. Let it ripple out and and see what ripples on back. Yeah. Um, what was I just talking about with somebody? Uh, well, yeah, so so there's a, a relative factor. It's like a – there's like a uh, – not necessarily a measurement, but there's – a relative proportion between the call and a response, and see, that doesn't make any sense. Basically, <laughs> what, what exactly what you're saying is, you know, you throw the thing in the pond and the ripples go, right? And then, you know, the ripples interact with other ripples, and you try to judge from one to the other. Yeah. Uh, but like, so you get it. But like, I think basically what's happening is that it's being measured against other things, right? And so you, then you get a sense of how good it is or how well you're doing in something. Yeah. And like, especially when you're putting yourself out there singing. Yeah. Right? And it seems to me that like almost everything like that is, because everything goes out somehow in some energy form in a way. You affect people and you get something back. And it's your choice whether or not to listen, which yeah. I think is kind of interesting. Um, but I think the way I look at it is that in that sense, the way everything kind of goes out and comes back, it's always being measured. It's always being measured by the presence of other things. So in that way, it's always just relativity bouncing off of other relative things, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a super simplified way to put it, but I'm also not referring to, like, the theory of relativity, just the idea of relativity in general. Sure. But I also, that, that seems, like, it comes back a lot when I start thinking about anything you can perceive comes back to being compared to something in your memory in your experience yes. to what you see around you at that moment. So it always seems to me that everything's being measured by other things that are being measured. And it just goes on like that forever. And it never really seems like where's the unit that, where's the first thing that everything's being me measured from? Where's the first principle? Feeling. Yeah. I think, I think our base bodily feeling, unbi unbiased feeling too. Like mm -hmm. not having any um, judgments on what that feeling is, is good or bad. That, that's our barometer. Yeah. We just cruise around with that. See? Okay, that's great. That's awesome. I wrote my freshman paper on how to... Well, it was, it was, it, we, I read Aristotle, uh, yeah, Aristotle's Ethics, mm. and a lot of it just has to do with um, describing virtues, what virtues are, the examples of how what the, what the extremes are. You know, magnanimity, uh, you can grovel to people, and you can aggrandize them, or you can sort of... Uh, the opposite would be to be sort of like a, or a skin flint or something. But somewhere in the middle is this proportion, this relative um, moderate virtue of um, generosity. Uh, so that's one idea of how like a virtue works. And there's these, there's like the opposing ends, the extreme versions of too much and too little, and then everything somewhere in the middle. And the only way you can do that, like a lot of virtues aren't, aren't, can't be taught, but they can be learned in some way. And it's the same way where I go out and I, 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 I start singing and it goes out and it has to, it, I, it starts being compared somehow. 
immediately people will hear it and they'll compare it to what they've heard and then I can compare it to what I've heard and then people will tell me and they'll, you know, eventually I'll find where I am with it. And um, that's the same thing. You're just moderately, you, with moderation, you're finding your, your, your place in the... I, also, you got me on this trail because you said something. Oh, oh, the barometer. So I wrote about how that's how you find most of the unlearned virtues mm -hmm. is by your own personal barometer. And it's just like a, you know, a, a factor of how relative it is to, or in which way it's relative to other things. Um, so like an internal barometer that tells you what's good and what isn't. Yeah. But so, so when going back to how people are, are being natural or unnatural or how they can't really be unnatural, um, their nature, speaking of people who are in their nature, who are like, you know, living awful lives that they don't want to live, um, whatever, maybe all the homeless people in Hawaii or something like that, all the drug addicted and all the abused, um, it's not necessarily, it doesn't seem to me that a lot of those things can be accounted for for being in their nature. And that you can tell in them, there's there's a pain going on. So their barometer is pegging on one end, going, I'm in, I'm in this extreme, and I, don't, I want to be somewhere in moderation, you know, that kind of thing. That's why drugs are so horrible. Well, certain drugs. Yeah, are, I mean, are so, like, certain people's reaction to certain drugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's it, they'll just they're we have these natural we have this natural system that seems to be pretty darn on point most of the time, and then we augment it by doing something that that creates the feel good juice, and we start doing shit that's bad for us, but we're feeling good doing it, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then you develop these receptors that evidently grow in a negative way, and, and then when you get off the drugs, it takes a very long time for you to get those positive feelings back by doing good shit, so, so after you're on the drugs, doing good shit is actually painful, Yeah. right, yeah. so it's so fucking hard, I, I used to, yeah, I used to say to people, Look, when someone's in the dark, when they're fucking in the dark, and you turn a bright light on, it hurts their eyes. You know, so you go yeah. up to someone that's in fucking darkness, and you're like, look at the night, <laughs> you know, and they're like, fuck you, and they react, <laughs> you know, fucking get away. Yeah. And and that's what, I really think that, like, you know, that drug path, I think that's what it's, I think it's a lot like that. Yeah. Hmm. It's, it also reminds me of trying to edify somebody. Um <laughs> trying, to, trying to bring them to to the light of, uh, of, an, of, of an enlightened, enlightened, educated point of view on something. Sure. You know, sure. Yeah. Try, I'm going to teach you some it's, shit. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's real tough for a lot of people to um, just like <laughs> the light bulb is going in their eyes and go, oh, okay. A lot of them go, ah, no. You got to wait for them to turn the lights on. Yeah. And uh, that didn't happen to me until I was like 28. <laughs> mm -hmm. I didn't really go like, you know, I actually want an education. I just thought I knew enough. <laughs> it was just going through. Whatever I didn't know, I would figure out along the way. Which is, you know, kind of a certain path. But there's a huge benefit to actually putting your mind to it and trying. And like, again, balancing it off other people. Like walking into a classroom can be pretty useless if you don't, if you're not really, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you brought up something that made me think of something. You said the homeless in Hawaii, and there, there are, there are the, the mainstream homeless that you see. But yeah. when I was there, I got introduced to this other quote-unquote homeless. These people that that figure out the system, and they exist in this sort of network. And, and I mean, they're living in the jungle. They're 
they're in the cities looking like normal people during the day and talking to you and pulling scams and schemes in and, and just do this whole crazy Hawaii life. And people, there's people doing that all the time there. And they live a pretty wild existence. And they don't got any bills. They're not really on the radar. And, just, and they have a huge network. It's like a gypsy network, you know? And you don't yeah. want to piss them off because fucking next thing you know, you know, he's watching you. Yeah. That's real. actually kind of a really good example of that, um, of, of when that barometer comes into play. These people seem to have some sort of system and comfort into how they're living. Yeah. And then there's the example of people living in a similar situation who are uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. and they could go one of two ways I think they like if that sort of infrastructure that you're talking about is in place they could somehow they could kind of wind to that way of thinking or that way of living you know I, or not do you, <laughs> or do you find think, to go back to the, the all roads lead to the same place I don't know I mean if you mean if no <laughs> yeah because no I mean no <laughs> like not too many people live the same lives you know you can pick a style of life and a lot of people aren't going to end up there so that can't be what it means and and if it means happiness a lot of people die unhappy and never get there so I don't know where yeah. they'll be going you know I mean I guess no I'm not really I mean if everybody's on a path it doesn't seem to me like they all lead to the same place yeah <laughs> maybe there's something to be said about that maybe there's something to be said about like um, like working towards your nature, right, and staying natural in a way that your path will somehow lead to an end, and not just stop and you die and all miserable and unhappy. Yeah. Because <laughs> it doesn't seem fair to say like, oh, that guy was that's a, that was his path to be to be a piece of shit, hate hate his life and then die. He chose <laughs> that. Know? Yeah. Yeah. He could have done. He could have. He could have wound that path a different direction somehow or whatever. And. Um, so maybe there's something like you're, you know, living naturally or something. I don't know. Um, Being empathic to to people mm-hmm. and the feelings is a really, um, it's an interesting road. It's like feeling people when they come near, is it, is, it, is, it, is it you that's creating the feeling or is it them that's creating the feeling? And if it is you, can you change your, your mental state? to adjust to people. You know, like, they, there's instincts. Some people come up as a fucking instinct. Protect yourself. Yeah. But what's that based off? Is that just based off judgment and shit? Or is it actually some something in ourselves? It's like, say, hey, you know, stay away from that. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah and it does It does seem that that is to a relative system. Mm-hmm. Like, some people are guarded. Some people are real open. My, uh, Louis C. had a joke about his friend, his cousin or something, came from Oklahoma or some other some other flatland place mm-hmm. and they're walking down the street and they see a homeless person and she runs up to him like what happened mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like do you need help and then they were like oh no no no, no. He's, he's he's always there and like no we don't we don't no no, no. <laughs> like as if she was doing something wrong and that's the joke basically yeah. um so <laughs> her thing was to be open to this situation but his is to go no ignore that and live your life that guy's in the gutter and that's the way it is and hit hit you know, he's lived that through experience. It's not really, I don't know that it could be naturally in him to act that way towards that person. So that, he has a closed off thing where she had an open, uh, an open experience to this other person. You know, and I think that's, that's experiential and therefore relative to their, to what they've, the life they've lived. Louis C.K., man, that guy's, brilliant, brilliant guy. Fucking genius. Yeah. I'd say though, for right now, the, the best comedian in the world, uh, I think Bill Burr. Oh, yeah. I think Bill Burr's, you know. What was, uh, what was his latest down. special? It was Black and White. 
Yes. It's unbelievable. When he did the shit was perfect about someone was. sneaking in your house. <laughs> you can, oh, the dog? What? What's wrong? What's the matter? What's the matter? Hey, what? It's so fucking... Oh, shut the fuck yeah. up. And then he rolls back so good. Yeah. So good. Like, you feel like you're right there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You forget that he's a comedian. Like, yeah. Like, the way he tells that. Yeah, that whole thing and that stage presence, he was, it was like literally perfect, I think. Just about. Like, he couldn't, <laughs> he could not have done that show any better. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, what was that? I, I watched that. Oh, I just watched the special. Oh, the new Hannibal Burris special. I haven't even gotten into that guy. I only watched half of it. I forget. I haven't finished it. I know, I know he's on it's Eric Andre's shit. Like, hanging yeah. out in the background, like, it's kind of quiet. Like. <laughs> I only uh, just. Uh, started watching that show after you mentioned it. Yeah. I've seen probably five episodes or something like that. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, that was that's really funny. His ranch <laughs> shit. Really good. Did you see that ranch shit where he was like dressed up as like he's like you, you want to hit this ranch? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit. He's dressed like, <laughs> like a raver. He, he's dressed like <coughs> a kid, he, uh, like a, a kid on the pack of a Capri Sun. Yeah, that's what he looks like. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's like well, I'm down to get penetrated. <laughs> like, yeah. What the fuck? What did he call? Oh, what's up, my mulatto? Hey, what's up, mulatto? What's up, mulatto? Dude, don't be mulatto right now. <laughs> and he's like acting like he knows him. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I could never do it because I think uh, I just, I would never not be able to crack. You know, I'd always either be like too, it would cringe me too much to affect these people in this way or I'd laugh. There's this sort of humor. It's like this awkward humor. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. Awkward humor is like, Who's really good at awkward humor? The dude from The Office, tall, skinny guy at the end. Like, he kind of came in at the end of The Office show. And he's like, oh, the yeah. soundscapes guy. Yeah, I kind of hate that dude. Yeah, like, he has this real fucking awkward shit, and you're like, Gabe? Gabe. Yeah. Everybody hates Gabe. Like, yeah. But that was Gabe's character. That's, you gotta hate, yeah, you have to. Yeah, and he was so, perfect. Yeah, it is kind of funny. I never really thought about that, how good he is. It's just being at that, at that person. Yeah, he really was. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> so good, I forgot that I liked it. It was so great. I was like, I make soundscapes. Like, yeah. I'm a, I'm a loser. <laughs> and he made that awful, awful, God, that scavenger hunt he did for his girlfriend one time. <laughs> I don't girl, remember the episode. His girlfriend was a receptionist, and he puts on this scavenger hunt, and there's a bunch of other stupid shit going on. Yeah. Like, there's a part where they're in Daryl, the, the shipping guy. Yeah. They're in his office, and he's. It's like a CD. Yeah. That's the clue, and they play it, and he's. It's just. It's like this weird. It's soundscape music. It's soundscape music starts coming on. And like, what the fuck is this? And they just start saying the tenth and ninth. And I'm like, this is the weirdest, weirdest fuck. I hate this guy right now. I hate him. Uh, I can't believe I'm watching this. Uh, and it was just awful. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, like, the guys. Uh, he's, he's, the Office was brilliant. Just. It's just fucking brilliant. Yeah. Have you ever seen the... Uh, Steve Carell's best performance. Have you ever seen the, best performance. the BBC one? The yes. One? Even, yeah. It's great too. No, it is great. That's, I watched that one first. Did you? I bought yeah. those DVDs. Did it I make it hard? It. Did it make it hard to like the original? No, wait, I watched the original one first. Which is the BBC. That's what I'm saying. I mean, did, did was not the original one. So watching the American one? Yeah. It, really, like, it was really different. Like, at first, yeah, at first I was like, this isn't as far. <coughs> it's, it's just a different thing. And then once I kind of got over the fact that it's something else, uh-huh. it's a totally different beast. And it was hilarious in its own right. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, some of the characters did translate a little bit. Like, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, watched the, they watched the BBC like, one and were like... Yeah, and Steve Carell, his... Uh, 
Michael. Um, so totally different guy, but the same elements of I to total, yeah. totally unself-aware, ultra confident. It's a fucking stupid shit. Like, yeah, has no has no idea. And but he's like way dumber in a, in a different way. Yeah, you know, he's like he's like a he's like a simpleton, yeah. like a happy nice guy. Like Steve where, watched it and was like. Ricky, I got this. this. <laughs> I, 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 I got it. Yeah, like, I've been working on this guy for years. <laughs> and Ricky Gervais's character was way more, way more scummy, like conniving. Have you seen the outtakes of uh, Will Ferrell from his office? East Bound and Down. Fuck no. <laughs> when he makes, he makes, uh, he makes Daryl like the. It's, his name's not Daryl, but the black guy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. He yeah. makes him. And then the eastbound and down guy, Will Ferrell just, they, both those guys are biting their lips trying to just hang with Will Ferrell. And yeah. he's just all up in their face. And <laughs> it's so good. It's just, Will Ferrell's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, just, we, I wish we had somebody to pull it up. <laughs> you know, we do. Uh, no, I know, but it just means like, you know when, because you can just be saying it, somebody can do it. Oh, well, seeing as you're, you're uh, we a need personality it. on the show, it's difficult to, to type think about what you're looking for and have a conversation at the same time. It pulls me out. Yeah. It pulls me out to do it. And, and then, uh, now, I, I want to experiment and do this. This is running, right? Still recording? Uh, well, let's, let's check. <laughs> let's, um, let's check. Yeah, I mean, okay, we're good. fucking still going, man. <laughs> how many, does it say how much time? Uh, I don't want to look at it right now. Oh, okay. I don't want to say, okay, but no, I will. I don't. Well, no, it's it says 2096, 2097, 2098. So those are bars for... That's seconds? One, two, three. They're about three seconds long. So three seconds times 2100. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, that's uh, 105 hours. <laughs> <laughs> totally right. Uh... <laughs> Did you see Eastbound and Down? Yes. I saw okay, so so Brilliant. so it'll it'll work. Yeah, I, I feel like sometimes I feel like I say it too much, but that's one of the, I think that's one of like one of the best comedy shows I've ever seen. He, I heard it talked that dude's name. What the main character? Not the character, but the actor. Yeah, I've heard it talked about that. Not the well, whatever. The, the character yeah. is, is great. The Eastbound yeah. and Down character, you right. know, just yeah. Brilliant. He kind of he kind of brings so that attitude. Um, a lot to things he does. Yeah. Now, now here's the interesting thing. Putting this video on, will it be funny? Because normally we're watching these videos by ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so to show a video to somebody else, to be comfortable enough to laugh with another person, is it, you know, is, is slightly awkward. Like, yeah. You know, like I'm reserved, like there's a reserve. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Well, yeah. Right. I mean, if I, yeah, so if I'm hanging out with somebody I half know or something, yeah. it's a little weird because it feels like you're sharing. <laughs> yeah, like we're sharing. <laughs> so, you know. So you double retired. Can <laughs> you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. <laughs> Getting all swollen. The light blue hue to them, fresh and juicy, ready for the picking. All the school children lining up to put them in the sack lunches. Hey, that plum looks good. You can I trade it for your Twinkie? No, it's just a box plum. I want to bite into that plum, let the juice spill down my chin. You know what I mean? All the while, everyone's saying, 
They're desperate to hold it together. Spills it. If I recall correctly, if I recall correctly, my plums, beautiful bluish hue, the sun just dancing right off of them. Just <laughs> getting ready to take them to market. <laughs> Market. I can feel it down in my plums. You're thinking like after a while they're gonna run out of endorphins and can't laugh anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Getting ready to take them to the farmer's market. Special two plums for one. <laughs> I can feel it down in my plums. Feel the tension. <laughs> I told my wife, Beverly, when I was on top of her, <laughs> what the old motherfucker told us. When I was on top of her, making intense, painful love. <laughs> there's something that goes on uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. well I was going to say there's something that goes on like that special moment where like, you know you're not supposed to laugh that makes it so much harder fuck yes <laughs> yes when you're It's way worse and I, I don't think it's just the fact that you're trying to hold it you know like you're doing that but because of that it makes you want to laugh more I don't know why yeah. yeah, there are situations you get where it's not fucking funny. It's not funny at all. You couldn't tell it to somebody, and it'd be funny again. But when you're there, you're about to piss your pants. <laughs> it's so good. Well, yeah, you can't tell. You can't. You can't. You can't describe this into being as funny as it was. Yeah. No. way. <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah. I was just wondering. Yeah. Listen to me. I'm gonna be real honest with you right now. This moment came to me in a dream about a month ago. I was making love. My wife Donna, on top of her, thrusting away. A sultry, hot evening. All the windows closed. The heat turned up to about 82, so it gets sweaty and hot. My hips thrusting down on Donna. <laughs> I'm trying to get away. Because she does not like it. When I hear a sound, I rap at the door. My young son Gabriel walks in. My wife says, no, Gabriel, leave. I say, no, let the boy watch. <laughs> <laughs> that is a challenge. Let the boy watch. He needs to learn <laughs> what I learned from my father. <coughs> The way he learned from his. <laughs> 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 Did we have a deal? Did we have a deal? Do we have a deal? Is it going to be a deal? Is there a deal? I'm like, was there? Is the deal done? The deal could be done. Is it done? Show your cards. Okay. Show your cards. Flip them. I'm all in. Flip them. All in. Flip them. Flip your cards. Okay. Full house. Oh, two aces and two twos. That's a deal. It's a deal. That means it's a deal. We're both winners tonight.
Backstage shit, I didn't know. I don't know how that goes. It's about the autoplay. Yeah, dude. I don't know about that. Yeah, autoplay is uh is. What? Are you, how do you feel about autoplay? I don't know. It's a tool, and it comes in handy when I don't want to press next. Do you let you let it show you shit? No, I don't know. Sometimes you know. So, sometimes I just turn on YouTube as a noise maker. Yeah. You know, I'm not really paying attention to it. Like I'll be. Doing something else that's on there. Yeah. So I don't even like. I turn to it and it's uh, <laughs> some weird video. I was like, I don't want to get here. And it just keeps going, connecting one to the other. But no, most of the time it's not allowed just because um, if I didn't pick it, I don't watch it. Yeah. I do, <clears throat> do a lot of Reddit videos. I try to keep up with my Reddit videos. What What is a Reddit video? It's, uh, you just go here, um, pretty, pretty standard, just, uh, old Reddit, and then, you know, took me a while to get this, uh, to get these karma points, not easy to get, <laughs> <laughs> they're not, you gotta, cool. yeah, uh, and then this is it, Reddit videos, and then, you know, this is the most upvoted videos of the day. <clears throat> Uh, so this is mostly YouTube stuff that people just vote on? Yeah. Like so, random? Yeah, you throw it into Reddit and then everybody will, you know, this has 4,878 upvotes. Right. You know. Okay. So this is, so, <laughs> so instead of, uh, instead of surfing YouTube, you'll sort of get Reddit's cream of the crop of the day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, no, that's a good way to do it because I notice sometimes I get on, like, I'll let the autoplay go on a fucking binge of watching, uh, oh, uh, <laughs> what was it last time? Um, I can't remember. So it was, it was, oh, I think it was like, um, karma videos, like somebody doing something stupid and then immediately getting there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, some, like a motorcycle guy kicks a car while he's driving and then he, his bike falls over. Yeah. And there's just piles of those. And I, I guess I had let it go for so long that when I went back to my homepage, it wasn't like anything but my, like the, the, the things I was already subscribed to and then suggestions of that kind of shit. Yeah. And I couldn't get off it for a while. I was like, I don't really know what to search for. I'm just here to bookmark some time. And <clears throat> uh, it was just giving me garbage. <laughs> so it's not like the greatest suggestion system. So this this works. This is this is good, maybe or or maybe it's a bad thing. <laughs> oh yeah, be careful with it. Yeah, Reddit. I mean, is a deep. It's a deep deep hole. I don't read it a whole lot anymore. I I, uh, I forget what I used to go on it for. I I like there's a photo critique page. Uh, that's yeah. what. Uh, some good. Like I usually try to find tips about stuff. Yeah. Like stuff I'm interested in because there's a subreddit for everything. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. I like them. I like uh, I like the internet for that. Yeah, it really makes. I don't know. I get a lot of ideas. Right, it introduced me to the the cubing community. So people who love twisty puzzles, like Rubik's cubes and stuff. Yeah. So I got into that for a while, and I had like ten different puzzles. Yeah. Um, and it was one of the first things that popped up was like subreddit about cubes, and then mm -hmm. there was videos and like different products and different puzzles. Did you see the guy with the, like, the giant black one? 
I don't know. Like building the, the biggest release cube. Yeah? Yeah. It took a while. <laughs> you know, oh, it kept exploding? No, I've seen and that shit. Yeah, I, yeah, I know what I tell just, you. Like, <gasps> At the fucking just, end. And he throws his headphones off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you seen the record? The the dude with like the circle record? No, You know, like the Thomas Edison yes. fucking? Have you seen that? That's a classic. Yeah. Yeah. He just, you're and just, he's talking about how rare it is and shit. Oh, his hands, and then it just... <laughs> yeah. There was a real weird one. Like, I'm, right, I'm so glad they got that on. I'm glad they got that on film. Yes. That's you know? exactly right. It's almost it's way better. It might be way better than what was actually on that stupid fucking record. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely worth, worth watching and breaking. You know, that music was somewhere else. It, it wasn't like the only recording of the music, probably. It was yeah. just like the device itself was... And, and the way he was talking about it. How rare it was. Yeah, how was delicate it was. Yeah, and then it, was, boom. it was like too perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they got it on film. I was thinking about other shit like that. Like I was watching uh, Kitchen Nightmares and there's yeah. this one where this guy is just like, he's kind of an idiot, but he's got a bunch of money and he's pretentious about food. Uh-huh. He didn't really know anything, but he loves serving like fancy stupid shit. Right. And he doesn't know what he's doing. So the menu doesn't really make sense and the food's not really any good and he sources crap. And but he tries to sell it at like twenty bucks a steak or something, mm. and so he goes in there and he tell he's you know chefs tell him all his problems, but he doesn't want to listen, and he's already lied to him a bunch of times. Yeah. But there's this one scene where he caught a bunch of shit, and now he's got his whole staff in there, and they're open, but there's nobody there. So he starts talking to him, and he starts bullshit. He starts telling him like, "This is your fault." You got, and he's talking to his staff. They're like, "You guys gotta step it up," and you know, blah, 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 and he's yelling at him. And then the five customers are like waiting at the door. They're like inside, and he doesn't see him. And then he said he's, and then he starts swearing. And then as soon as the first swear comes out, somebody's like, "You got customers over here." He's like, "Oh, hold on, just a sec." And then he turns back around to his staff, and he's like, "But I want you to know that I appreciate everything you're doing. You know, uh, th- you know, thanks for your hard work." Something he never would have said if he didn't catch some stranger in yeah. the corner. Yeah. But it was like so perfect. It's as if it was, you know what I mean? It's like, a, <laughs> so like you don't catch. That kind of perfection. It seems like they would have planted that kind of thing, but I don't think they did. It seemed genuine because he doesn't seem smart enough to have acted well yeah. enough. So it was one of those things. It's like that's such a perfect switch. I'm glad they cut it off. Okay. Well, there was a documentary about a fighter named uh, Mark Kerr, and he was like one of these original UFC fighter guys, badass wrestler, and they were doing a documentary about him right at the peak. Of his downfall, like right, like 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 he's here and he starts using fucking pain meds and fucking opiates, intravenous and shit. And they and they were filming a documentary, and he let him into his life. And you can just watch this documentary. It starts off like about the about full contact fighting, but then it goes into this guy's life, and you can just watch him. Yeah, self destruct. And See, he, like, it's crazy. They had a camera like, there. That that documentarian like hit a wave. You know what I mean? He's like, like, oh, he, he didn't know what he was. Shit. He was just yeah. trying to belly serve, and yeah. then next thing you know, he's hanging ten. Yes. <laughs> you can just yeah. cut, you, you just watch this guy. Just you know, the same thing happened with, um, there's one, something, the something of Versailles. Uh, it's basically about this super rich dude, one of the richest guys. Palace of Versailles? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And um, he was building, he like, he, he was building a mega mansion. It was like, the, it was, it was slotted to be the most expensive estate in the country. Mm. And it never got completed. Because when they started the movie, because because he was building this thing, that was like part of the documentary, and then all of a sudden the housing market comes in and collapses. Well, it turns out that he was like an integral part of that, <laughs> and so the movie ha- like starts before this, and there's only like a few minutes of it, like because none of that shit's interesting. So it's only like the first five minutes 
of that, and then it's all collapsed and everything's oh, going God. downhill. Yeah. So um, he is a dude who claims to have been integral to putting George W. Bush in office. And and he, he was talking about it, and when they asked him how, he's like, well, I'm not totally sure that I can say what I actually did, so I'm not going to. Like, yeah. you know, what, what whatever took place. So he's yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. It could be illegal. <laughs> that's what he said and then so now um, his Good house really? is in foreclosure and his wife is this debutante who doesn't get it at all like she still goes back to the constructed house and like talks about it and shit like that like it's not finished or whatever but she tells people like oh yeah then we're gonna because he still technically owns a property and he's like struggling to keep it even though he was he was like a timeshare mogul mm-hmm. and he uh, he was just giving people he was taking you know he was giving putting people in debt that couldn't really afford it and that's how that subprime mortgages that kind of thing that's how that was like a big part of the the crash the reason of the bubble pop so he was like a progenitor of that he moves on loses a ton of money he starts losing like he he has he has vacation skyscrapers that he's losing and his wife doesn't know what's going on really because she's just oblivious for some reason and it just has like he's the most tense guy now so he's constantly in the office in his house he like barely ever talks to his kids and shit like that and it just shows this whole fiasco and that's what that's the same kind of thing they came in they were talking to one of the richest guys and then all of a sudden they were talking to a guy who's like one of the biggest bankruptcy cases you know I know a girl that is uh, pretty much oblivious to the world a couple women and you talk to them and you're like there's no deep thinking going on. There's no critical thinking. It's, yeah. it's just, it's not there. Yeah. They're really pretty. When you're really pretty, everybody's shooting mental dick missiles at you. And <laughs> doors open up. Damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I saw something about the IQ scale where like, it's like a reverse bell curve. Yeah. And it's like, like it, it kind of looks like a bell shape for women where the majority fall somewhere in the middle. For guys, it looks like a big U, where the majority either fall closer to the top or way down at the bottom. Yeah. There's, like, way more dumb dudes than dumb women. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, a couple of years ago, I was, like, just driving through Glen Burnie, Serena Park, Pasadena, somewhere in, the, in there, and there was this guy, like, holding a club, like, walking down the street holding a club. And I'm just like, like, you're a fucking caveman. You know what I mean? Like... You know, bulbous fucking front thing. He's got his club in his hand. Making sure the neighborhood's good. Yeah. Well, man. Yeah. Huh? I don't know, man. Words of mystery? Can't figure it out until it's it's recorded. What? What No, I was asking about the length. What what length are we at? Like, are are you gonna post this? Raw? Um... Yeah, so... Are you holding on to it? No, no. This is the first podcast. Um, okay. The name could change. Uh, obviously, we're going to get video. Getting in here. You know, I mean, everything's evolving, but this is the first podcast. Well, I'm glad I was here. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty awesome. Jason Legit and... I, I guess I don't have a, your a Casey, screen Casey Casey... Cheney? Cheney? I guess I did say that. You did, yeah. Yeah, what's yeah, your name? What's Kevin? <laughs> well, don't say, no, don't give, don't let him know. I guess it's KJ. Yeah. I don't know. KJ, I KJ. Bullshit. KJ Because you had a name, so I decided to tweak mine at that the last second. Fuck you, I have a name. Yeah. yeah. I should just be. All the cool guys got a cool name. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll come up with some. All right, cool, man. No, I'm just kidding. 
Well, she's been good, man. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for being on the podcast. Absolutely. Fuck yeah.